You are listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast with me, Diana Osagi, the author of the book, Courageous Leadership. This is the place where inspirational leaders and everyday heroes share their inside stories of leadership. Today's episode features a guest sharing their mistakes, mishaps and triumphs. Let's dive in. Guys, welcome to another episode of Mistakes, Mishaps and Triumphs. Let me make a disclaimer now. My next guest is brilliant, but her language can get fruity. So if there are young ears in the room or you have a nervous disposition, you might want to skip to the next episode with someone else, all right? But if you like a rollicking good laugh, and we are going to laugh and snort. So just, just you know, I've said to the editor already, don't worry about that bit. It's going to be lots of snorting in this episode. You're going to love this. So as I always do, I let them introduce themselves and say what they do for a living. Hi, everyone. And hello, Diana. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. I think I need you to fruity, you in my life to every event I go to. I just need you to give that disclaimer. I feel that it'd be a, a really, really positive thing. Yeah, so I'm Jo Watson. I am a freelance copywriter, editor, and trainer hired by people who want personality in their project. Now, the reason that I have brought Jo onto this podcast, one, she's great fun, but two, Jo is responsible for editing Courageous Leadership, the book. Yeah. Or I literally a LinkedIn contact. And I said, can you do my book? She said, yes. I said, I've written it. I don't want to write it again. I don't want to edit it again. You do what you do and give it back to me. Guys, if you can hear drilling in the background, I'm having a new kitchen fitted. My editor may not be able to get that out, okay? Just, this is life. It's a mistake. It's a mishap. You know what? That's, that's quite fitting, I think, for the episode. So let's just, well, let's just roll with it, <laughs> But Joe puts the the apostrophes in for me because I just kind of sprinkle them around a bit and hope that some land in the right place. But Joe actually then digs them out and puts them in properly. Great stuff. So I said, God, the, the drilling is, oh, never mind. Anyway, I said, think of a mistake, a mishap, or a triumph in your life that you want to share where you went to the land of numpty. Where do you want to start? Oh, well. I thought I'm going to try and be grown up about this. So I'm going to try and relate them all to leadership if I can. Okay, because otherwise we'd be here all week with all the mistakes I make on a daily basis. You're going to hate me for this. The biggest mistake I've ever made in leadership was taking on a leadership role unpaid. So I know. What? I know what? what? Says it all. I know. So, well, I was still getting paid for the job I was in, but then I got, I got this promotion and I was like, wow, this is amazing. My God, they love me. They see my value and all of this until they added on at the end. Uh, yeah, we can't actually pay you. Now, I'm not going to name who it is. Anyone can have a look through my, my LinkedIn profile and, and work it out for themselves if you really want. <laughs> but they did the whole, we've got no money to do it, but you know, we want to throw all of the work at you though. And me being very young, very naive, even though I felt I was massively qualified and experienced to lead and I know I was I should never have said yes or I should have gone in and negotiated or I should yeah. have stood for but you, you know being young I mean something I'll thankfully never be again <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
it does bring a lot of naivety. And I was like, yeah, this will be great for my CV. This will be fantastic. This is a leg up. And it wasn't because as well as the fact that you should never take on that kind of responsibility without some kind of compensation for it, it ended up being a terrible role to be in and wow. just or massively sexist I'm just gonna say that so yeah huge mistake I will never forgive myself for it I wish I'd have just gone for a job elsewhere so but, had you been male would they have said <laughs> the same thing to you do you is that what you're thinking <laughs> had I been male Diana I'd have got a nice little wage in a company car because that did happen with someone who was brought on to work alongside me in exactly the same role, but for a slightly different department. He got a company car, I didn't, I questioned it, and they said, well, he's more likely to need to drive to places. <laughs> I, I know, I know your face does That's, that's because women have got wheels, haven't we? That, well, no, in our, in our feet, so we just wheel ourselves to places. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy in the kitchen, wheels or no wheels. So how, how are people going to get their tea made if I'm out faffing about at meetings on site at places? Just wasn't going to work, Diana. No car for me. <laughs> so yeah, huge, huge mistake. But when you are young and naive and very early on in that journey, you just think, oh yeah, yeah, this will be great for me, won't it? It's, it's the equivalent now because I'm a freelancer. It's like when people come to me and say, oh, I can't pay you, but the exposure you're going oh, to I get. Oh, I hate that. I just saw that on Twitter. A colleague of mine, Anjad Ali, he said that he's been offered this, he's been offered 200 quid for this gig at which they're charging £400 a ticket. A ticket? Wow. Because it's good for your exposure. And he gave a fantastic quip on Twitter. He said, but you called me. So clearly, it's not me that needs the exposing. You know? exactly. And I said, tell her to jog on. <laughs> I, I'm a little more forthright. Now, you're one of the most forthright people I know. But yeah, you are classy, Diana. You'd have gone, yeah, jog on. I'd have been a lot more fruity with you. <laughs> I'm not going to use those words now. I'm going to be respectful of your lovely audience. Of my lovely audience. Who are like, what will she have said? What will she have said? <laughs> So that was a mistake. You shouldn't have done it that way. No, no good. A mishap, perhaps? Started um, fine and then went a bit pear-shaped. Okay, so another one that was unpaid, but stick with me for this. There was a reason for this one. Stop shaking your head. Uh, so I was on the committee of a youth sports club. And as all committees and coaches and people are involved, it's voluntary. It's grassroots. It's what, you know, gives back to the community. It's a wonderful thing to do, but it does take up a lot of your time and energy. Sometimes you end up involved in those projects more than you do in your actual salaried role. It is ridiculous. But we had a couple of people in the club, volunteers, who were causing problems. Again, naming no names for anything, but they were really, really causing problems. So I was kind of drafted in with the task of getting rid of them, essentially. Now, they didn't want to be there. And of course, they're volunteers, so it's not like some kind of constructive dismissal or any process you <laughs> go down. It was like, just get out. But I, I didn't say get out. I was very diplomatic. I wanted to keep relationships open. I wanted to negotiate. So in the instances where things like money was owed, I was like, look, just for a clean break, just pay, pay us half and go, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, that style of leadership in that setting with those kinds of people 
it didn't work and I should have been a lot harder because they completely took it as me being soft, me being easy. And as a result, they came back with demands, ridiculous situations. And as a result, it got very political as these youth sports things often do. And it just became very, very bitter. It dragged out. It really, really dragged on. And it meant that I totally took my eye off the ball, if you'll forgive the pun, in being involved in youth sports. <laughs> I took my eye off the ball of actually being there to create fantastic opportunities and experiences for all the kids and yeah. their families who wanted to be there and wanted to support. So it was massively dragged out. I really wish... I would have kind of learned that lesson that, you know, just because it's my leadership style doesn't mean it's going to be the perfect style yeah. for every situation. And sometimes you've got to adapt it. Although I will say I did learn from it because honestly, I think those people were the way they were and felt that they had so much of a foothold and felt they had so much of a higher position to come from because we'd let them get away with it for too yes. long. But there were too many things that had, had gone on and we kind of gone, look, as long as the kids get to play and as long as everyone's happy and the kids are smiling at the end of the day, we let things slide. So I will happily stand here and say that was my fault. I, I shouldn't have let them get to that position. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is that thing because you... Who wants to be disliked? Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, I hope people hate me. No. I hope I have a bad day. I hope I upset people. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> you know, Generally, we want to have a good day. We want to be liked. We want things to go smoothly. And nobody's, nobody deliberately seeks out confrontation. I don't think so. I don't Some people do. I love like people say about my posts on LinkedIn and they go, you're so confrontational and all. And you're no, so that's just your humour. <laughs> they misunderstand you. <laughs> it's me, brackets, trying to be close brackets to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, but, and you're right, sometimes you just think, you know what, I mean, I, I'm at least what, you just, I, I think you're a right muppet and I want you to go now. And I've had that in my mind. And when I was young in leadership, I've said it. But, you know, and it came when I had to apologise and all that sort of thing. But I called someone a Teletubby because I thought they were so useless. They were so tinky-winky and po and la-la, all rolled into one. An absolute waste of space. I went, oh, you Teletubby, get out of my way. And I went off to sort out whatever it was. <laughs> they complained. I don't know what's wrong with people. They complained, I got into trouble, the heads allowed to apologise. The new deputy called me a Teletubby. Oh my God. Well, it's just, they've just proved your point, haven't they? The fact that they've gone running off. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I was right. You are a Teletubby. <laughs> but apparently, I can't say that sort of thing. No, I get it. I get it. But sometimes I just say to people, jog on, just yeah. go, just go. But I, I, I want to be liked as well. Well, I, the thing is, we do, and everyone's like, oh, you don't care what people think. And I'm like, yeah, of course I care what people think. I care about more people, some people more than others, obviously. Of yeah. course we can care what people think. But someone said to me the other day on social media, they, they went out of their way to send me a message, and I really appreciated it. They said, you seem to have a talent for making the insufferable suffer. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Post, I love it. It's amazing, isn't it? I love. I so I am thinking of putting it into my bio 
on LinkedIn and on all my bylines and my taglines whenever I appear at an event or if I write an article. Yeah, making the insufferable suffer. It is, it's a talent and I am proud of it. <laughs> You've got that Oh, that's fantastic. You've only got a competition and there's only one entry and that's you, Joe, and you're in there and you've won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Tell me about a triumph, a time when Joe Watson got it so right your halo was shining. <laughs> God, I have, I have none. I have no answer for this. I just, I feel like I'm constantly getting it wrong. And again, I know, I know I've mentioned about social media, but that's where, that's where I run my business. Yeah. I have to run my business on social media to show people how I write, what I write, and what I might be like to work with. So, um, and of course it's how we met. That's how you yes, ended up. That's how we met, yeah. LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, and it's got you know, when then you said, okay, let's let's edit the book. And you're far too trusting with that, by the way. When you said, here's my book and I don't want it back, just edit it and then send it off. I was like, you are putting too much faith in me to do a job of this, by the way, just as an aside. But it is, it's where I run my business and I feel like I can't. I can't say anything without someone having a go. So, for example, I'd put a post out the other day saying I've just been for my COVID vaccination and I didn't get a sticker, but my three-year-old daughter, Lily, got one because she's, quote, adorable. And then I put, I'm fucking adorable. I didn't get a sticker and I'm the one who got stuck with a needle. So I'd done it to be relatable. I thought, you know, people will people will be going for jabs or not at this time. They'll be making those decisions. They may or may not have got a sticker. And someone turned it around to something else. Someone turned it around to not trusting in Jesus to protect me against the coronavirus and I was like this is nothing to do with faith it's nothing to do with religion nothing at all it is about me joking that my child got a sticker when she'd done bugger all to deserve it what I was trying to do and someone went on an absolute rampage so but the thing is I I really naturally I want to snap back I want to say something petty I want to say something sharp and witty and prove I'm cleverer and I'm I'm funnier and all and I want to do that but I am learning Diana to take the classy road now so every time I kind of put something like thank you for your opinion you know I feel like (laughs) is glowing at that point I hope I'm leading by example to anyone else who might get trolled on (laughs) yeah and I yeah I, I mean a few people say to me yeah classy response really really like that I wish you'd have ripped him a fucking new one <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I'm in a couple I, I must admit I don't get trolled that much I don't know people don't bother with me in that regard because you know? <laughs> I will turn up at your house I, I, I am like that I won't have it I will turn up at your house and we'll have it out you know I'll find out where you live because that kind of stuff's not hard is it really and I'll turn up <laughs> <laughs> you know but a couple of people have put something on there and I've gone you don't get invited to parties that much do you <laughs> you know, like, you know so are you lonely yeah you're lonely aren't you, you know, I'll come around and visit and that kind of thing you know but it's it's, it's a it's a space isn't it where you've got to, come on it's a joke I'm talking about a sticker where did you get Jesus from in that I mean how did that leap happen because <laughs> I remember I saw the post you know, and I thought I never got a sticker when I went for my jab who gives us what I'm in the north why don't we get stickers in the south I want a sticker you know, all I got was a really sore arm and I was off for two days feeling really miserable 
Divide. It's like you know they caught up with you. There's more than powerhouse. You get stickers at your end. We don't. That's that's. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a stiff letter. <laughs> to Bojo. And you you will be successful with it. I've got every confidence. <laughs> yes. Open a letter from you and shit himself. There's discrimination against us southerners because we don't get stickers when we get. <laughs> Exactly. And you get nothing else either, do you? There, no. I mean, there's no, no there's no opportunities in the South. There's no money, nothing. It's bleak <laughs> and it rains. <laughs> My heart bleeds. Bleeds, yeah, I can see it on the floor now. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Come on. If, if by the odd chance, people want to engage with you, read your content, where are they going to find a bit of Joe Watson? Okay, so I, I know we've mentioned it a few times. LinkedIn is where I live. It's where I am dying a little every day, depending on who comments on my stuff. But it's where I share. It's it's where I am, who I am. People can make the decision if they, they like me, they might want to work with me in some way. They can see what I write. So it's a, a testament to that I might be quite good at what you're actually paying me for. So yeah, go and find me on LinkedIn. And because I am a chartered manager, I have the pretentious letters after my name. Ooh. Don't ask me what they are, though, because I know there's eight of them, and I don't know what order they go in. I just <laughs> I just like having them. Every year I've got to do something for the Chartered Management Institute to prove I still deserve them. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they are. So it'll be Joe Watson and then about eight letters in brackets afterwards. Just, yeah, have a scan round. You'll find me. You'll I'm on find there. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Oh, come on. It's always it's a pleasure to catch up with you and to see you again. And book two, book three, when I say I'll get round to it, I will, I will get round to it at some stage. Oh, I can't wait. You are a dream to work with. And I'm not just saying that because I'm terrified of you, Diane. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I've said this to people. I am, I'm just small, retiring and subtle. Yeah. 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 You yeah. are, aren't you? Yeah. yeah that's that's my style. Tell me. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, <laughs> and I called the head of ICT a teletubby. <laughs> well, he was. <laughs> Bloody useless. He's, Australia now. He's not going to see this. He lives in Australia now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Looking forward to link with you again in real life when we when we can actually knock on doors and go into people's rooms and stuff like that. So definitely. In the meantime, Joe Watson, thank you very much for being on the Courageous Couch, sharing your mistakes, mishaps, and triumphs. Love you. Thank you, Diana. You have been listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast, with me, your host, Diana Rezagi, the author of the book Courageous Leadership available on Amazon now. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or via the website courageousleadership.co.uk. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until then, goodbye.